0: Hello, everybody. Happy Friday, June 2nd, 2023. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News. We actually have a Vanderpump Rules and Bachelor crossover content for you today. This and so much more on Bachelor Rush Hour. All right. Who's doing it? Grooving it Friday. You had a four day work week. You mailed it in. And guess what? It's National Donut Day. Throw your diet out that window and enjoy some free donuts. Duncan's free boring one uh, donut with a drink. Duck donuts. I have no idea where duck, where duck donuts are. They have a free cinnamon sugar donut. Hey, you gotta love a good free cinnamon sugar donut. Krispy Kreme. Free donut, no purchase needed. And they're also selling a dozen for $2. If you buy a dozen uh, wait, how does that work? If you buy a dozen, you get another dozen for $2. So not not exactly a buy one, get one free. Uh, but not too bad. When you look at the types of donut charts here, we got donut holes, Boston cream, sugar jelly old-fashioned the bear claw maple bacon bar i'll tell you what i went to a wedding and you could tell i'm craving some sugar right now i went to a wedding and they had maple bacon uh, donuts and they were fantastic that's how you step up and elevate the wedding game hey i don't mind a classic glazed i'm boring like that um but i think I, i think like a blueberry cake glazed donuts good for me the croissant donut aka cronut is on the list apple fritter cinnamon twist and a glaze twist there's really no going wrong when it comes even look to be honest i'll even knock down a plain donut i might be a psychopath for donuts but that's okay with me give me your donut holes uh give me your give me whatever give it to me folks all right uh some news outside of the bachelor world millie bobby brown is celebrating her engagement isn't this wild Millie Bobby... You remember her? We met her when she was like a child on Stranger Things, and now she's 21... Wait, now how old is she? She's engaged to Jake Bon Jovi, and that's spelled (laughs) B-O-N-G-I-O-V-I, and (laughs) I'm just for the first time realizing that Jake is the son of Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi is two words, at least his stage name, but their actual... Italian name is Bon Jovi. So anyway, Stranger Things star engaged. And look, they're young. They're in love. It's like, give it two years. You're so young. We'll have to see if it works out. But happy for them, Mr. and Mrs. Bon Jovi. You know, oh, young love, just like um, Al Pacino with the, what, 29-year-old. He's 83. He demanded a DNA test and didn't believe he could impregnate anyone. I don't know if he understands how sperm works. But even if they shoot out like a, you know, like a a dust cannon, uh, they'll still find their way in times of need. So uh, she hit the lottery there with the uh, Al Pacino. He's like got a DNA test, and she's like, "You are the dad." That'd be a weird Mari Povich spinoff if it's just a bunch of old celebrities finding out they knocked up someone else. And speaking of old celebrities that we still love, we have Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No relation to Bon Jovi. Dwayne the Rock Johnson actually squashes his Vin Diesel beef, as you know. Vin Diesel's like a producer of Fast and the Furious a thousand or however many movies they've made and then the rock uh had an issue with them of course a couple alphas butting heads here's what he has to say moving forward
1: uh just tapping in with you guys and delivering a little uh, information long awaited uh information you guys have been waiting for over a week now for me to confirm uh so i am 100 percent confirming to you guys around the world that yes it is true hobbs is back hobbs is back in the fast and furious franchise crack crack. and um man I, I gotta tell you well before i get into the the why and the how uh i was able to pull this off and get together with vin and pull this thing off before i get into that let me just say that it it has been so incredibly personally gratifying and satisfying and humbling and exciting Uh, to see your reactions around the world. First of all, the secret of Hobbs being back in the Fast and Furious franchise, that was a secret that was hard as hell to keep. I think, you know, when you, despite us having our differences, me and Vin, uh, you know, we've been like brothers for years. And despite having our differences...
0: You know, brothers that just talk shit about each other at every chance they can get.
1: When you lead with... The idea of, number one, resolve, but then also you just think about the future and you think about plans that are much bigger than ourselves. And those bigger plans are the bigger build-outs. Those bigger plans are the North Star, as I always like to say. The North Star is always my guiding light and whatever. Okay, he
0: calls it the North Star, I call it a multi-million dollar contract, probably has more equity in the series, back in points, he's making a lot of money, folks, that's the rock, but anyway, he's back in the Fast franchise there, and speaking of uh, Fast, I don't know how this relates back to the Fast franchise, Kelly Clarkson disses her ex, Brandon, for not giving push presents. Hey, I've always wondered about this, the push present is the gift that is given when you give birth, because, you know, in, in, in most is The man doesn't give birth. I uh, don't want to get into a cultural debate with some of you wackadoodles out there, <laughs> but the point being, just enjoy a donut and shut the hell up. Where, where, where? Eat a donut. That's the one thing that can solve all of our issues is free donuts. You know what I mean? We're out there trying to boycott. The insurrection would have never happened if we had free donuts. That's all I have to say about that. You know what I mean? Second Amendment, All we should all bear the right to own donuts and have a sugar high and pass out. And um, and That's the way the government's trying to control us. Okay, um, so when she was asked what a push present is, uh, she said, uh, I guess she said she didn't get one. Uh, old Kelly Clarkson here. She uncovered a red flag moment in her marriage after learning about the concept of push presents. So she didn't even know what a push present was. babe. She said, babe, when you have the baby, you should get a gift. The Quantico alum said on Friday, well, you should get a gift from the man who contributed. Of course, the uh, oh, this was from Priyanka Chopra, who welcomed daughter... Malty Marie with husband Nick Jonas via surrogate chimed in with an explanation of the tradition. Oh, well, that's a question I have here. If Priyanka had a surrogate, does that mean she doesn't get a push present? Does the surrogate get the push present? Um... So anyway, someone got a, mo- Ooh, wait, first of all, someone, Clarkson, who co-parent's daughter, River Rose, and son, Remington, oh boy, it's how do you not become a villain with the name Remington? That is just breeding a-hole, right? Um, he asked whether you can receive a push present for a, C- oh, she was asked if she could receive a push present for a C-section or if it was strictly for women who push children out during a vaginal delivery. Despite her initial confusion, the behind-these-hazel-eyes artist was in awe of Hart's impressive gift. She got a motorcycle, screw you, Pink Clarkson teased. I didn't get a present, whatever. That should have been a red flag. I honestly don't know that he knew what it was. Okay, so it sounds like she's saying that in jest, but yeah, look, whether you you should have a push present, you should have a c-section present, you should, whatever get a present, yeah, bring you know what I mean, just, I don't know, by all means, because then they've got the the honey, what, what is it called, the baby moon you go on when you're pregnant, when you can't really do too much you just go hang out somewhere and, and, and enjoy it, it's that, hey, it sounds like uh, it sounds like uh, giving birth is an exhausting and yet miraculous uh, thing that humans do, and I think a little present should be rewarded, is that so progressive of me to say? I don't think so, I wonder what type of present Al Pacino will be giving his, um, his uh, you know, child bride, <laughs> you know, this 29-year-old that he knocked up. Again, he's 83. He's going to be like, oh, I wanted to get you something new, like a, one of those new printer fax machine combos, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what could you possibly give somebody uh, when there's a 55 year age difference there? I don't know. He's like, uh, he's like I-, I got you an eight-track of my favorite movie. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Dance with okay whatever um i'm really i'm really trying for you folks uh, but all i got is donuts on the brain so i've got a great uh, clip to play for you if you didn't check out the youtube today um the clip is going to be a vanderpump rules and Bachelor crossover. Jason Tartik interviews Sheena from Vanderpump Rules. Of course, Jason Tartik has his hit podcast, Trading Secrets, and they discuss the ratings boom from Vanderpump. And he also discusses Chris Harrison saying, hey, as big as Vanderpump Rules feels like it is today in like, the cultural conversation, The Bachelor used to be that way. So uh, we have a, a, you know, a nice conversation about the differences between the two shows and how they can improve. I think it'll be fascinating. We're going to get to that clip right after a quick word from our sponsors. Let's have a listen. And of course, Sheena has been on Vanderpump Rules. If you don't know, it's a show about people that worked in the entertain. Um, excuse me, the restaurant industry here in West Hollywood, California. And of course, everyone's cheated on everyone. Relationships. Everything's been so toxic. But this year, specifically on season ten, had the um, uh, uh drama, which was when Tom Sandoval hooked up with his longtime girlfriend's. Best friend, and they did it for months. They lied about it. And uh, we've only seen part two of a three part reunion, but it's incredible numbers. And we're going to listen to that right now.
2: Do you know anything about recent ratings? And then I need you to predict what's going to happen for the finale and the reunion just when it comes to rating and business.
3: So every week we've been breaking our own record. Last week was our highest rated episode in 10 years ever. I'm predicting that tonight's finale will be the highest-rated Bravo show ever.
2: That ever? Yeah. Ever. Well, give me a rating.
3: I It's over 2 million. I think live will be over, two. Wow.
2: And what was, like, from you, what you know about ratings and viewers, what do you think, like, an average... If I took every single episode over the mm-hmm. last 10 years, what do you think the average viewing audience has been? To just give a comparison.
3: I would say... If we're averaging from our lowest like pandemic season to our highest on average maybe around 750.
2: So this is like Which is
3: still good it's still because good. we've had Lower in the bad seasons, yeah. but then we've also been over a million in the good seasons.
0: So, so, so we're going to talk about the idea that Bachelor is slipping in the ratings as terrestrial TV is kind of having its its uh you know last last breaths, if you will. And then how Bravo, a season that's ten, a show that's ten years old, and again, it's kind of a black swan event in the sense that it's such a crazy dramatic story that's taken over uh, the 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 real cultural. I mean, it's just absolutely wild and super toxic when you actually. watch watch it I mean it's like you need a cigarette just watching this stuff but we're going to get into the 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 pay that they receive on Vanderpump versus Bachelor because it could be that Vanderpump's a more expensive show to produce once we break down the numbers we'll check that out in a second so it could be that Vanderpump's more expensive to produce and advertisers pay less money on Bravo because it's not network TV we don't know that to be true but that's just a theory as to why a show like The Bachelor which has dwindling ratings can still be such a a of a show on a major network.
3: So I think we were just under 1.5 for last week. The 18 to 49 demographic was like, I think 0.56. I mean, it's crazy.
2: It's crazy. And it's had to totally impact your professional world, your financial world, your personal world, all that. One quick story I remember, I was talking to Chris Harrison recently Mm -hmm. and he he referenced the Vanderpump drama. And he's like, that used to be like in the heyday five, 10, 15 years ago,
0: that was The Bachelor. And his feeling and sentiment is that it's just fallen off. And it's fallen off because we haven't had an event as crazy as the Tom Sandoval cheating story. We've had Colton jumping over the fence. We've had a few other issues that that have been, you know, big water cooler stories. But until we get something that's that wild, you know, and, and it makes you wonder, um, Vanderpump is rewarded for its drama. Contestants on The Bachelor kind of they get a lot, they get a lot of hate online. Not to say that the Vanderpump people don't get hate, but Vanderpump is almost, it's almost like a, a world that exists in a snow globe, right? And so they're all debaucherous, but they're only hurting themselves versus when we watch something like, say, a season of The Bachelorette, and we have someone like Chad Johnson being like, I'm not even into you. And, oh my God, we hate Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson, F you, Chris Harrison. You know, we we we, we get offended in a way that I don't see that happening on Vanderpump. I see, I see people watching Vanderpump. And don't get me wrong, people are offended now at Tom Sandoval and, and, and the, those cheating uh, allegations. Not allegations, they happened. But I see Bravo audience watching with popcorn and feasting on that drama, whereas I see Bachelor audiences being a way more spread out niche. So, And I could, I could be wrong, this is just my opinion. I'd love to know what you guys think. But with Bravo, they have a very specific uh, demographic. It's mainly women and, and and it's a lot of gay men. I love it. I'm straight. It just goes to show anybody can love this show by all means, but that's the demographic. That's, that's, that's like what they cater to is people that are in this scene in West Hollywood and maybe not Bravo specifically, but Vanderpump, that's a very gay friendly scene. So it's, it's a young culture of drinking and hanging out and it's very progressive in those, in, in, in those ways. Whereas the bachelor is this heterosexual love story, which is nothing wrong with that. But it's kind of like the princess meets the, you know, the fr- whatever. It's such a boring love story that, if anything, The Bachelor could probably learn from Vanderpump and make it a little bit more 2023. Just my thoughts.
2: When you think
0: about what the
2: show has done, from the average of, like, the five hundred to 750,000 viewers, typically, like, do you think there's any way, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies that, producers kind of knew about this and maybe pushed it, or do you think this was just like the perfect storm for the business side of things?
3: Definitely the perfect storm for Crazy. the business side because...
0: in the, the way it's a perfect storm and that the producers didn't know about this drama is because they weren't prepared to shoot. All of this came out when it wasn't during the season. If the producers knew, they would have had a camera crew at the venue ready to catch Ariana, because, of course, Ariana found out Tom cheated while she was at his uh, concert.
3: Now watching back, now knowing what we know, yeah, it's so obvious. But at the time... If you have Ariana and myself, the two people closest to Tom and Rachel, saying, this isn't weird, then no one else other than Katie and Lala thought it was weird. Production didn't even necessarily think it was weird. Now, watching it back, knowing what we know, it's so obvious and it's so crazy that they were so disgusting to just be doing this in front of all of our faces. Like, under the radar, but right out there at the same time.
2: And then use you as pawns along
0: the way. Yeah. I mean, it's
2: it's it's wildly deceitful. It's mm-hmm. just insane manipulation. And, and, and
0: if you aren't familiar, what they're referencing is this idea that Tom Sandoval and Raquel were trying to find a way out of Tom's relationship with Ariana, and they were gonna try to like float their relationship starting after the breakup, but of course they were caught before they could confess and admit to everything. And they weren't able to get their story together because on the reunion they were interviewed separately, because. Andy Cohen is a detective. So just fascinating stuff. Now Vanderpump Rules Scandaval finale episode hits series high ratings for Bravo. So uh, we've had the finale and now we've had two of the three-part reunion. The finale, of course, we had Sheena there saying she thought it would get about two million viewers. Vanderpump Rules viewers did not dip out of the season 10 finale. The ratings for the May 17th episode hit series highs for the Bravo show. The episode which showed the fallout of the Scandaval drew a combined audience of 4.1 million viewers on Bravo on demand and the Peacock platform within three days. Of that viewership, 2.4 million were in Bravo's target audience of 18 to 49, reaching another series high. Vanderpump Rules ratings buoyed those for Andy Cohen's Bravo talk show, Watch What Happens Live. So this is what's so good about Vanderpump, and I've been saying this for years before I knew that Bravo was doing this. Vanderpump Rules you know, Andy Cohen produces these shows. Then he has Watch What Happens Live with a live audience. I mean, I'm not saying I've got the skill set that Andy Cohen has, and I'm not pitching for this either. But if I hosted a live show that had a live studio audience and I got to interview people and talk about them real time every episode of The Bachelor, this would be fantastic. The other thing Vanderpump does that The Bachelor could, should, and and and, and I think... I will do maybe eventually if they have their smarts about them is that Vanderpump releases the next day, the extended version of the episode in the next week, they, they release it. So if the episodes a 60 minutes long, they'll release the 75 minute version and give more clues and more nuance to conversations. They'll also release in the non-edited version for an editor to edit down to to what they want on TV and then add more to that that's not that hard for an editor editors are always deleting things because they have to cram it into this terrestrial tv sort of mold so for vanderpump on their streaming network peacock afterwards for them to come in and say oh here's some additional stuff the bachelor throws out so many good storylines so many good interviews sound bites to an audience that would gladly consume more of that content so the bachelor's actually putting out a fire whereas vander pump is adding logs to the fire. That's one of the reasons why the... And and trust me when I say this, I truly believe (laughs) as an audience member, what I'm saying right now would be so valuable for them to listen to. But I think Bachelor producers have the same problem a lot of politicians have, is that they're not searching for long-term solutions. They're just searching for how to get through this next episode. A politician isn't trying to solve the debt ceiling for the next 20 20 years. They're just trying to solve it for the next election. The Bachelor producers, their jobs aren't secure, so they're just trying to make a good season. They're not thinking long-term about growing storylines and deeper bandwidth, really, uh, versus Vanderpump. Vanderpump's able to capture more hours of conversation content per viewer per week and for the same production cost, maybe a couple extra bucks to pay the editors, but you know, you can put that anyway. So I think my points made here that uh, I, I absolutely think Vanderpump is more culturally relevant right now and we will get to the rest of that uh, YouTube clip right after a quick word from our sponsors. The other thing Vanderpump has going for it is it's the same cast every season, whereas The Bachelor it's like, we have charity left over from the previous season, we had Zach left over from the previous season, but if you don't like that one person, you might not get ratings for the show, versus Bachelor in Paradise, which has worked out better because we bring in all the hits for a dip- different uh, types of people as far as the dramatic one, the Uh, hopeless romantic, you know, whatever. We bring in all those different people. And I think that plays better to today's world. Bachelor in Paradise could probably pick up a lot of the Vanderpump Rules um, style of editing right now and add extra content and they could absolutely have a watch what happens live type of show even if it just airs online they could air that right after their show release I mean it's so foolish and they're they're leaving so much meat on the bone this is like going to a ribs place eat taking one bite of rib and putting it back and I'm like um there's more to that rib why don't we eat it Uh, so but Bachelor has had a good season you know we saw here in the ratings the Bachelor hits multi-platform ratings high with season 27 premiere this past season but their key demographic, you know, they have a 2.39 rating for the 18 to 49 key demographic, whereas um, Vanderpump they had, she said, 0.57. So as big as Vanderpump's been, we see that it's hard to compete with a beast like network TV. But what you look at is people find Bravo. People go there to find. The show to go watch it. They watch it on Peacock the next day. I know some people watch watch Bachelor on Hulu, but a lot of people will just have ABC on because they were watching Jeopardy beforehand. And that's just the channel they keep on. And that's the problem with network TV is that they don't isolate their audience as as um, directly as as other as cable channels, because the cable channels have a built-in niche. I don't know if this makes any sense to you guys, uh, but that's how I feel about all that. Now, when we look at the um, the uh, pay here, on Bachelor, you're looking at between 125 dollars to $200,000 is what you pay the lead of the show, and then everybody else isn't paid. Bachelor in Paradise, I think they're paid a couple thousand dollars a week, so very small pay. Vanderpump, the Hollywood Reporter, reported in 2020, Okay, that the core cast of Vanderpump makes around twenty five thousand dollars an episode after negotiations in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. The magazine didn't specify which cast members that is, but we assume that it's the original guys, the O.G.'s. This figure accounts for her two million dollar net worth. Um, So uh, Vanderpump, they're 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 opening up the wallet. And again, this was pre pandemic. This was before. Uh, uh, Scandaval and all these other issues here. So if there's about, you know, Vanderpump has a bigger budget for cast pay than The Bachelor, but also they've got, you know, they've got probably, um, like, like I said, I don't know for sure how much they're making on their advertisers, but clearly they run an efficient, very profitable setup. You know, I don't think their production quality as, as high as the bachelor they're shooting in people's homes. They're shooting in restaurants that are owned by the cast members, sir, pump, uh, Schwartz and Schwartz, Tom and Tom, Ariana, and you know, uh, all these things. So they, they've got a real lean system here that they're working with. Uh, Neither show is going away anytime soon. In the next video, we're gonna actually discuss some of the ways that Bachelor producers in their social media team seem to be catching up to times. So when a show like The Bachelor is as successful as it is, it doesn't wanna change too often because cash cows don't change. They're risk adverse. But finally, because they've had a little bit of a slip in the ratings, if you wanna say it lightly, they're finally starting to catch up to times, tagging uh, contestants' Instagram accounts, letting people uh, in on the parasocial relationship that's already happening. Now the bachelor's uh, kind of joining that party. So will the Bachelor learn from the cooler, younger, hipper show Vanderpump Rules, and will they adjust? We'll have to see. I mean, you know, well, you know, we, you know, it could come down to you know the Bachelor eventually getting taken off of terrestrial TV, and then it becomes a different product once it's on streaming only. We'll have to see how that all plays out. You know what I'll be doing this weekend? I'm actually going to Reality Steve's Vegas event. I'll be in Vegas. You can follow my Instagram at for updates on that. We're gonna meet a bunch of his fans and um, hang out with some other bachelor alumni. It'll be a ton of fun. I'll have a comprehensive recap on Monday regarding all that. Monday night, I'll be heading to New York City on a red-eye flight, and which means I'll be a little tired on Tuesday, but I'm going to be so pumped for our stand-up show Tuesday night at New York Comedy Club. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to be hanging out afterwards. So again, link in the description below, or just go to linktree.com slash Dave Neal, and you can get tickets to that New York show Tuesday, June 6th. I'll have a few other shows that we can as well. So lots of fun to be had. In the meantime, have everyone have a fantastic weekend. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.